Precious Listen. building. You are more than the air. Listen, close to my heart. I see her face and know that she sees. Your reflection is more than you see. You are more than a phenom. Lasting S is longer than eons in the plateau that we on. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I'm your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Uh, thank you for tuning in to episode 14. As usual, you know how we get down. We uh, kick off, kick it off with a mental health check. Uh, this week was difficult. Uh, well, not the whole week, not the whole week. Um, a couple of days, uh, today is Sunday. Yeah, so it's been a difficult about three or four days. I don't know what happened. I just start spiraling emotionally, um, feeling real down for a few days. Like having that um, that feeling of wanting to to just cry, just out of nowhere. And it was it was difficult. So I set I set the family down. Like yo, this is what's going on. Um, as I as I usually do when I feel like I'm going to. Um, have either an emotional outbreak of sensitivity, aggression, anger, whatever. Um, when I feel it, I like to, to, to sit everyone down and, and talk to them about it so that they'll understand that uh, we need to be either delicate with the words we choose with each other or uh, we need to kind of avoid one another, communicate when necessary. Um, not like it's a mean thing, but as I've stated many times before, depression depression can go so many ways. I do try to remain act, uh, active through. Uh, I'm sorry. I try to remain active through it all, and by active I mean I I try to stay involved in what my kids are doing or not kind of close myself off to them. But I like to give them a warning though to let them know what type of emotion I feel um, overwhelmed about, so that we can process it accordingly. I know it's a lot for kids, but um, I've seen situations where um, people will, will, parents will be depressed or having these, the uh, anger or whatever, um, whatever the emotion is. And a lot of times it gets taken out on the kids without knowledge of what's going on. So for me to break that cycle of what I've seen um, in other people in certain situations, um, my choice is to, when I feel it, I sit them down. Hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. It not, has nothing to do with you, but I just want to make sure that we're good and we're communicating properly so that, you know, we can get through it. Um, I don't close myself off to them. I do ask them, like, when I'm um, needing my time, I do ask them, you know, hey, chill, you know, go go upstairs or if I'm upstairs, go downstairs or whatever, just to make sure. But I had that moment this this weekend and it was difficult. Like I hadn't, I hadn't had that overwhelming feeling to just cry in a long time. Like it's always mixed with something. It's always a trigger of something or it's always a, it's always anger creates the crying emotion or even happiness. I, I haven't had in a long time to where I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was truly triggering it. Um, but I just had this overwhelming feeling of, of crying, you know? So um, as I always say, it's good to let it out. However you let it out, it's good to just breathe. As long as you wake up, you know, you there's another day that you have to fight for uh, a peace. It's another day you have to fight. You know, you got sometimes you got to brawl with your depression. I know it's difficult. Um, your anxiety, you gotta, you, you gotta brawl with that. You gotta, you gotta show yourself that you can continue to fight. You don't have to win every time. 
You just have to you just have to swing hard enough to continue to make it through to the next day so you can keep fighting. I know it gets stressful. I know it's it's I know it gets difficult, but just understand you are not alone. You're not alone at all. Um today it, it it's funny because I had I figured out what I wanted to talk about this week, like at the beginning of the week, but so much stuff was happening. Um, I didn't, re- I didn't record the pod on, on time, on my time, but the universe will, will put you in a position to do things in the time it's supposed to be done. So I had been going over, like, what do I want to talk about? Um, what do I feel like the next step that I can, that I could just speak on, hopefully help someone. And I came up with, why are you so defensive, right? Why are we so defensive as, as, as human beings? Like, why? Like, what is, what, what do we get from being defensive? And I, I chose that, but I couldn't really think of something tangible that I could give a good example of. Um, and it's a mixture of what I always talk about, self-accountability, self-reflection, self-care, how important that is to just get through to the next thing and how that helps you grow. So as you guys know, over the past few weeks, I've been telling you how um, I have my goddaughters. They're here um, throughout the week. They go home to their parents on a weekend. Just, you know, me just being a godparent, just assisting the situation. Well, there's been some conflicts of the kids behavior here and then with their parents because it's two different I'm uh, I'm 2 years away from 40 my niece is in her early 20s so of course the parenting is a little bit is a little bit different but for me um I started this I started this journey and this mission to help my niece because she asked me she said she needed help so I got my goddaughters and Yes, it's an emotional thing because I lost my daughter. So it's like, oh, I get to help raise baby girls, yada, yada, whatever. But that's not the mission. Yes, I'm a human being and I'm going to get triggered. I'm going to have emotions towards it. But the mission is to help my niece uh, do, you know, through, because she's still healing. She just she just had another baby. So she's still healing. So I'm helping her. It has nothing to do with me. So today, or no. Yesterday she she said, "Hey, I don't I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna send the girls over there," and I was like, "All right, you know, cool." And then she said, "Well, I'll let you know." Now this is why this is why I say it's important to have to self reflect. It's important for self accountability, and and it's important just to just to operate from a place of understanding. So she texted me and said, "I'll I'll let you know." Today comes, the day pretty much passes, no text whatsoever. So I hit her up. Hey, I'm getting ready to go to the store, so I need to know if the girls are coming or not. Um, so I can get what they need from the store, you know, for the week. And if not, you know, then, then cool. So she didn't respond for hours. She finally responds and she expressed the conflict of I guess here from you know them being here them being there but then it was like you know because this this gonna be their last week if this don't change or or else this don't change and 
people who know me know I'm not an or else. I don't have the patience for the or else. I don't have. I just don't or else me. That's just who I am. Like, cause we're, cause we're grown. So this is where I say accountability is important, right? So she, she stated that the kids are doing something there, but doing, you know, the way she explains the kids to be at home are not the way that they are here. The thing is though, I do exactly what she asked of me for her kids. They're her kids, whatever. Old me would, old me would go off because I'm helping you. Don't talk to me like that. A person that loves peace over being right. She came outside. I said, hey, I need to speak to you. Can we, you know, can we go inside for a second? And so I just sat her down. I said, hey, your text came off pretty mean. Don't do that. Don't. That's not how we're going to communicate through this process. If you have an issue, let's discuss the issue. Don't. Don't tell me or else, because at the end of the day, these are your kids and they're your kids. You don't have to explain anything to me if you don't, if you want the, if you feel that what I'm attempting to help you, what is not working as the parent, you have to stand up and be like, they're not coming. But when you say they're not coming because now it opens up space for me to say, okay, well, this is what we do here. Do you do it there? Right. So it's it, I was so proud of myself because normally like my heart get to beating real fast and it's so much uh, just just wound it up in me. But I love my peace. I yearn for my peace. So I wanted to make sure that she understood, OK, we're not going to communicate like that. But if you feel like this is not conducive to what you're trying to accomplish, then these are your kids. At any moment, you could say, hey, uncle, they're not they're not coming over there no more. And then I'm going to be like, OK, as a human, yes, I'm going to be like, dang, I miss the girls, blah, 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 blah. But I'm able to detach from that because the mission is to help her and the kids. The mission is not about me and my and and. and and my emotions are what I lost. It's not up to me to get defensive with someone's kids because I know how I am with my kids, period. And so I sat down, I talked to her with no anger. We talked to each other. We, you know, I told her, you know, we, this is what communication is for. Don't text me like that, especially, you know, when. I open up, hey, we need to communicate. What's going on with the kids there? I tell you, you know, and I tell her what's going on with her kids because, again, the mission is to help her and the kids, right? So it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be arguing. I don't want you to be feeling away. I don't want it to be any type of animosity. I just want to get through the mission. You see what I'm saying? I'm sorry, y'all. My hair looks super crazy. I don't care, whatever. Um, I just want to get through to the mission. And I love my peace more than I love being right. Even in my own day to day, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not, I'm not, I know, I don't care to be right no more. I don't care what people say. I don't care. I like the moment that I start enjoying my peace for real, 
It's two things that happen. And I'm just going to keep it a buck. Between my father-in-law passing and then my daughter passing, I've experienced the worst things that can happen to me besides death. The loss of a parent, the loss of a child, right? As long as I get up every day, I, I don't care. I want my peace. The only time, you know, and in, in, in let me not say I'll never argue because I don't know. But where I'm at now, I'm not arguing with you. I just won't talk to you. Unless you are a court of law or unless you're someone who can take my freedom away, I am not arguing or debating with you unless we are debating something um, like scholastically. But I'm not arguing with you about your opinion versus my opinion. My peace is my peace. And if you alter my frequency, you got to go. If you if if that's if your goal is to alter my frequency and bring me into battles with you that I don't care to battle about, you got to get out of here. I crave my peace too much. My peace is too important to me. My time is too important to me. I will no longer waste time on that. Because at the end of the day, when you think about it, what benefit do you get from being right? Like if you know your truth and you know what you've done or didn't do, right? You know the facts down to the T of what you did or didn't do. Why does it matter for you to be right? Like the only thing you get about or, or only thing you get from being right besides or outside, you know, the court and stuff like that when it messes with your freedom. But when you just arguing with somebody in a relationship, a friendship, a co-worker and stuff like that, what do you get other than, oh, yeah, you know what? You are right. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth altering your peace by letting someone pull you in? Like, I'm I, for what? I'm not going to be defensive. Even if it's a whole lie, go ahead, tell that lie. Because I'd rather have my peace knowing the truth than lose my peace arguing with you just for someone else to agree and say, you know what? He was right the, long, uh, the whole time. Why am I going to do that? Why am I going to waste my time when I know I'm right? Or why, do I, why am I going to waste my time when I know I didn't do whatever is, whatever is being said? Like, we are so defensive for what? Like, that's why I, f I feel like that's why a lot of friendships break, a lot of relationship breaks. I feel like that's why, you know, people can't live life on social media, in real life, whatever, because everybody's trying to bring you into a debate. Everybody, and, and it's, it's never a fun debate. It's always something, you know, it's always something, somebody being disrespectful. It's always something where it's always where somewhere where somebody's being disrespectful. It's always a, a negative thing. It's never just a flat out, I didn't like that or it's not for me. It's a, that was the worst ever in the world. It's, oh, that's, I wouldn't let my kids do that. Oh, you're a horrible parent, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, for what? And I see people going back and forth and defending themselves. And I see people, you know, cussing people out and stuff like that. And it'd be over stuff that no one really knows. Okay, you let your kids listen to, to music with cussing. Cool. 
you their parent. They might need to cuss. Like, wherever they live at, they might need to cuss. They might have kids coming up to them, cussing them out, and they, and, and they don't know how to defend themselves. They might need to learn how to cuss so they can get people off their back. There's what it is. Oh, you let your kids watch movies with gunshots in them? Well, you watch them, you, you watch aliens blow each other up. What's the difference? You gonna let you gonna let them grow up with this with these fantasy things in their mind and not tell them the reality of of Earth of especially what the world is today or what the world has always been. It gets so confusing to see that, and it it, it hurts my heart that there are people out there that literally just say negative things, and uh, uh, I've learned that they're called trolls. They're they're like now that you know the internet. They're called trolls and they say negative or idiotic things purposely to get under your skin. And nine times out of ten, we take the bait. We take the bait, we get defensive, and now we argue with a whole stranger that don't have nothing. And then the 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 way that the world works now, it takes it takes you to argue with one person, and then you're gonna get a flood of people agreeing with the negative person. Well, my opinion is this, my opinion is that, and a lot of times it's people who have not been through what you've been through. They don't live how you live, they don't know how you live, but you get so defensive. And now you look crazy. And then at the end of it, someone always laughing. Ah, look, we got him mad, et cetera. And it's just like, get out of here. I'll never forget my first experience, my first experience with that. And it just, it threw me off because I follow all these uh, lock pages and uh, holistic pages and, you know, the oil, the natural oils and yada, yada, whatever. And so um, one of the pages, I believe it was Lock Nation, right? They had... They have posted, they have posted this mom doing her son's lock, young kid, uh, just retwisting his hair. And they were like, I don't even think they asked anything. No, they did. They, I think it was something like, how do you like the style or what, what is your take on, um, no, it was how often do you retwist your hair or whatever. And the, the mom was doing her son's hair. And so I was like, oh, every three to four months. I'm like, I like, you know, I like the, the, the pose and I like the, the, the retwist that she was doing on his hair. Some stranger, I don't know this person or whatever. Like I had mentioned in, in my response to the picture. Oh, you know, I twist my hair every three to four months and I twist my son's hair every four to five months. Cause you know, it's, it's new or whatever. So I just kind of let it grow. He, he's 14 now. He don't really like, you know, he don't really like getting it twisted every, you know, every other week. Some random stranger like, oh, well, that ain't that, that ain't real locks. Your son gonna grow up to be a faggot. And I was like, whoa. And these are his words. I don't talk like that. But your son gonna grow up to be a faggot with you playing in his hair and wanting men playing in his hair. And uh, that ain't real locks. A real man. Da, 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 da. And I was like, whoa. And then I blocked the person. And I was fine. I won't forget it, but I'm not dwelling on it. It's just a memory because we're talking about it in context. But anytime I see stuff like that, you're going to get blocked. Anytime some that stuff happens in real life, if you're not in my personal space and stuff like that, say what you want to say. 
You keep your distance. I keep my distance. Words are words. If you get in my personal space, space whole different ballgame. Whole different ballgame. I'm going to react completely different if you're in my personal space. But in today's world, it's, it's strangers that are online. It's these quote-unquote cyber bullies. And I'm not going to get defensive because, I like, like I say, if you're messing up my frequency, you're up out of here. As an entrepreneur, as an artist, right? You can say you hate the apparel that I design. You can say you hate the poems that I write. You can say you hate how I deliver the poems, the albums that I put out. You can say all that that you want to. Because I'm putting that out there for you to critique. And just because you don't like it, it does not affect who you are to me and my artistry because you're going to either continue listening or or viewing my website or reading my books to see if I improve or you're going to say that's not for me and then we're going to move on but the moment you get into a personal thing about it and you start attacking me you start attacking my kids and stuff like that then you get blocked because my artistry has nothing to do with my personal my personal life unless I'm telling you something about my personal life. You see what I'm saying? You can have all the opinions you want to. So I've learned how not to be defensive. That's how I deal with it. I'm not like when I was younger, I'd be like, you want to fight or what? I'm almost 40. I'm not about to be out here fighting. So therefore, it's it's no use of us being defensive. If you know you right and you know what you know about your life, your journey, your artistry, your craft, whatever, however you want to put it, it's no point. It's no point. I love this about myself that I that I protect my peace so much that even when I'm wrong, I'm quick to be like, you know what? I was wrong. Because that takes away your angle of arguing. That takes away you trying to manipulate a conversation to get to, to what you feel like the truth is. So for me, if I'm wrong, hey, you know what? Dang, I'm wrong. I only have one policy when people tell me I'm wrong. Don't tell me I'm wrong from your opinion. Tell me I'm wrong from fact. If you tell me I'm wrong and be like, this is why you're wrong, then I'm going to be like, you know what? Boom. Like if you beat me to it. Otherwise, if I feel like I'm wrong, I'm going to say I'm wrong because it's accountability and I, don't, I refuse to be defensive over things that don't really matter. Like at the end of at, at the end of the day. When I go to work. It doesn't like what I do, it doesn't matter. I'm, a, I'm, I'm just another number on the board to meet productivity. Whatever you tell me to do as a result to work, I'm going to do in the constructs of the time that's given for me to work. That's your money. That's your facility. I chose to work there. So unless there's something going against my moral compass, I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Am I going to have an attitude about it? Possibly because I, sometimes I feel like it's, a, it, it, it's overworked. But am I going to do it? More than likely. Because I work there. It is what it is. 
But I'm done with being def- I, 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 I'm done with being defensive. I'm done with allowing uh, uh, like like allowing strangers to invade my mental. Like I've learned seriously that there's people out there that just want to get on your nerves. That's it. That's their duty for the day. Get on someone's nerve. Say something, you know, that creates shock value. Uh, be racist or be ignorant or or just say something that just doesn't make sense. Or like people wake up to do just that. And understanding that a lot doesn't bother me anymore. Especially when, you know, all of these electronics and all this stuff has the feature to block. Like, I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to see social media. I don't have to see, you know, the arguments that I see. And a lot of times, I, I a lot of times, I'll keep uh, stay off my phone because I don't want to see the killing after killing. I don't want to see, you know, people say uh, black people are this or white people are that. I don't want to see that all day. I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're in the middle of a revolutionary war yet again. Decade after decade after decade, we have to fight this. And it's it's my generation's time to, to fight it. And I get that, but I don't want to see it every day. Every time I cut on the news, every not even the news, every time I cut on the TV, it's, it's somebody's dead. It's another protest. It's another riot. And I'm down with all that because... When I say Black Lives Matter, I mean me. I mean my kids. I mean people in general. I don't mean corporations. I've seen that on the meme, but that's, that's one of the realest things. Like, I'm talking about me. I'm talking about my family. That's what I'm talking about. So it's like, the it, it's important for me to stay on track and make sure I'm doing my part to raise them through all of this. Yes, I want them to know about the riots. I want to know why. I want them to understand why we are rioting. I don't want to just... Let them, you know, get on YouTube and see it and stuff like that. So we have those conversations and they're very difficult to have. But I'm not letting y'all invade and, 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 and not y'all as the listeners, but I'm not letting people invade my mental space. Period. So when it gets to a point to where I feel like it's affecting me, I put I put it down. I have a conversation with the kids. I pray. Because. Even without the mental health struggle, as a black man, it's easy to get riled up when you see this type of stuff. It's easy for us to get angry about this. And like I I say this all the time. When people are being nice to you, respect that because violence is easy. The hard part is having restraint. So for me, I don't let people get in my head. I don't let I don't let strangers have a a time in my mind. Because it's not conducive to the growth. It's not conducive to my journey. I always say this without pain. There's no perfection. I get it. I have to see those things. Those, the things that I'm seeing are going to make me a better writer. They're going to make me a better man. They're going to make me a better father. They're going to make my kids better people. But sometimes you get tired and you got you, you to gotta, you gotta evict all that from your mind. 
And that comes with not being defensive about everything. Because once you once you start becoming defensive, you are blocking the exit for that shit to go. You see what I'm saying? Like, cause you let all that in, all that in, and it's an open flow. It's a, it's an open flow. It's an in and out. It's an in and out. But the moment you get defensive, you block the door. It's like you raising up, ready to block everything. But if you respect your peace and you stay calm, you stay intact and you stay on point, that stuff could flow out as easily as it flow it flew in. So it's important that you say, okay, this isn't important. I have to remove this from my mind. I can't let this get to me like this. Like I said, I'm human. I'm human. Seeing all these black people getting killed, seeing and, 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 and it's been going on for years. And I hate people say, oh, what about black on black crime or this, that and the other? Crime is crime is crime is crime. The only thing that the people are asking for is hold the cop accountable the same way you hold the civilian accountable. Period. It doesn't matter the race. Hold the civilian. Uh, uh, if it was a civilian doing all the killing, that person will be dead or in jail. I don't wish death upon no one. It's just accountability. But that stuff bothers me. And if I get if if I let too much of that come into me, I have no room for positivity. If I let the death after death after death after death come in, I have no room for life. That's why it's important that you check on your friends, period. It doesn't matter if they're having mental health issues. It doesn't matter if, you know, they're having physical issues. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you think they're strong or think they're weak. That's why it's important that you check on your people, period. Because you never know how much negativity that they're consuming on accident. And, and it's being masked as research. I hate that you like people. Oh, you need to pay attention. You need to know this. You need to know what's going on. And they, they mask it as it's research and it's not. It's filling your mind with all this nonsense and it's not giving you room to create a plan. You become defensive without a plan of action and that clouds everything inside of you. And now your peace is gone. And for me, I cannot live like that. I'm no longer getting defensive. Say what you want. Cool. I Listen, it's something that I appreciate about coming up in the 80s and 90s, and that's what we called in Cali bagging. And my brothers were the worst on me, right? I mean, they used to talk about me until I had tears in my eyes. And every blue moon... At like every blue moon, I would have like one good one. Like in, and that was like for years and years and years, that was the thing. Like, you know, Peanut, he gonna, we all know when, but he gonna have a good, he gonna have a good comeback. And I like that bothered me because I used to feel like my, like when we was little, we was all close, but it was like, dang, man, how, how could they make me cry like that? How could they talk about me so bad? I'm their little brother, right? And then as I start maturing and getting older and, you know, having friends at school throughout uh, grade school, middle school, high school. And people will be clowning heavy. I never lost. 
because those days that my brothers bagged on me to the point of crying. They got me to the point to where I understood words are just words. Either you're going to laugh it off because somebody is funnier than you or you're going to respond back funny. And the goal is to be funnier than the next person. It ain't nothing personal. But with that, I've been able to take that along with me into my adult life. There's nothing that nobody could tell me that's going to hurt my feelings. Because I went through the trenches with my brothers getting bagged on. I went through the trenches with my uncle, uh, my uncle Chip, getting bagged on. I went through the trenches of, 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 of being at school and getting bagged on. And you know how it is for children, especially when it's a group of kids and the whole crew is laughing at you. And it's years and years of the, uh, years. And when you're younger, you want to fight now. Oh, I bet you can't beat me up. And then I realized you come across somebody, I bet you can't beat me up. And then you get beat up. So now you got to learn how to fight and you got to learn how to be funny. Or you just have to learn how to not be defensive and understand that it's not a personal thing. You're going to get your day where you're the funniest. You're going to get your day when you're when you're the strongest. And so for me, being able to go through that process of my brothers doing that, making me cry, whatever, and then getting to a point to where I consistently was funny, too. And then now the tables have turned because now I can fight back. It's conditioning. You see what I'm saying? Everything, especially as young black men, everything is conditioning, whether it's bagging, whether it's fighting, whether it's you learning how to fix your bike by yourself. It's just conditioning for you to grow up and do things that you're supposed to do as a man. Right. Is it that that's just what it is. So. That is that is pieces of things that help me or allow me not to be. Defensive. And it's been like this for a long while. Like when I was younger, yeah, I was defensive about everything because I ain't been through nothing for real. I hadn't, I hadn't really, I mean, I've been through stuff, but I hadn't really, I, I hadn't really had to hone these skills because I was young and full of testosterone and cocky and arrogant and I'm fine and I'm in shape and I'm this and I'm that. So you're, you're so busy running the streets and you're so busy worried about things that don't matter when you're now in your forties or almost to your forties. All that don't matter. No matter if you're in shape. It doesn't matter how cute you are. Beauty is perspective. The goal is to, to get to a point where you're not defensive so you can see the light. The goal is to get to the point of self-accountability so you, you can build your character. Like, you're going to put respect on your own name before somebody else is going to put respect on your name. Because... Uh, and I don't know what movie this is from, and I've learned this for real. And uh, the saying was, remember, they want to see you do good, but they don't want to see you do better than them. That is the realest thing in the world. And it doesn't matter if it comes from, from siblings or, or uncles or aunties or friends or relations. It doesn't matter whether it comes from your kids. You can't get defensive because it's your journey. I learned how to be selfish correctly a long time ago. My mission is my mission. It, if, 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 it doesn't matter who's involved. It doesn't matter who's around me. If I have a mission that's set for me, I'm following my mission. I'm completing my mission, period. I don't care what you're saying to me. 
I don't care what you're saying about me. I don't care how you're trying to alter the story. I don't care what what you're trying to put on my name. The 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 thing is, I'll never know unless you say something to me. And then that works better for both of us because once you say something to me now, I can all right, cool. You're you're trying to disrupt the frequency. You gotta go. And like I said before, I don't mean on on a regular disagreement or a regular debate. I mean, if you're consistently trying to devalue who I am by entering my space with negativity, you got to go. It's nothing defensive about it. I don't care who you are. I'm not I'm not going to get defensive. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not. You know what? You got it. And I think if, a, if more people got to the point of wanting more peace than they wanted to be right, I think the world would be a little bit more smoother. Because if you really look at it, if you look at the news, if you look into politics, you look into anything, it's like, excuse me, if you look into anything, it's like, for real? At the end of the day, okay, you're right. Now what? If it doesn't, if it doesn't challenge your freedom or your life, and what I mean by life, I mean it literally, if what you're facing is not a life or death, if it's not challenging your freedom, if it's not a healthy debate of logic, if it's not a debate on sports teams, if it's not a, 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 a debate on just jovial things, for what? And I mean that if it's, excuse me, I don't mean don't debate in general. What I mean is that the negative stuff, for what? Like all that other playful stuff, yeah, have a ball because that's building your knowledge. When you're debating about sports statistics, when you're debating about um, literature, when you're debating about movies and stuff like that, and you're giving your opinions like that, I, I completely get that. I'm, when I say debate, I mean stuff that is factual in your life. I mean things that you are trying to accomplish and in, in, in obstacles and trials and tribulations that you are going through, whether it be with yourself or with other people, and then people are trying to debate you what your journey is. That's what I mean. When people see that you're going through something, but yet they're pounding their negativity or piling your their negativity on top of you and they see you struggling to get, you know, dated. That's what I'm talking about. Get them people out of here. Don't get defensive. Don't why you do me like that. Man, no. All right, cool. Nah. Everybody who know me know I'll completely stop talking to anybody. Doesn't matter. It, it, it could be for a large thing. It could be for a small thing. If I feel like it's altering my frequency, you got to go. Not uh, it's no arguing about it. I don't want nobody in my head but me. Period. I'll like when I'm even when I'm doing my mentoring. You got to be able to take that 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 jacket of mentorship off. You have to. You got to be able to take it off because if you carry that on top of what you're going through, it's going to affect you. I used to get so deep into people's issues with them and like being an empath, I feel their hurt. I feel their pain and not saying that I don't now, but I'm able to, once I tell you whatever advice or whatever it is, I'm able to take that jacket off so I can deal with myself. I know that to an extent and I, I came to this conclusion, I think it was this morning, um, 
I came to this conclusion to this conclusion is more than that for me. I have to calm down with the logic of everything. And what I mean by that is I'm so literal that I'm not able to emotionally see uh, um, I'm not able to see emotionally and so if I'm doing something right and you want to be included or uh, it's something that possibly we could do together whether it be a relationship your kids or whatever for me I don't I'm so logical and I'm so uh, point A, point B on the mission. My, I'm so detached. And so it's becoming now, I've, I've said this probably, you know, five out of 14 episodes. I'm just, I'm, it's so easy for me to become emotionally attached. But also, I'm about self-accountability. It's becoming an issue with me emotionally. Because I'm not seeing with my emotional eyes at all. Everything is logical and I don't care and, and I'm saying this loosely, I don't care what you feel. I don't care what's, what, what, what you're trying to say. I don't care because I'm so logical and what you're saying is not logical to me. And that's not healthy. It has to be some type of emotion that can grasp us to, to make us uh, grow, to, to, for us to, to flourish. And so I recognize that today. So that's something that I'm going to be working on is um, being more emotional. And not emotional in a sense of crying, because I cry all the time. I mean, like being emotional, uh, being emotionally sensitive, being able to see with my heart. Uh, I've been through so much that I just, like I said, I'm not, I'm not being defensive of anything. So my heart be completely shut down. I don't care about nothing. If it don't involve the kids, my emotions are, are very limited. And so, again, I recognize that today that I can't live my life like that. I have to be able to see emotionally. So that's something that I'll be working on. But with that, I'm, I'm still not letting nobody in my head. I'm still not. No, I'm a, I'll figure it out. And then when I get to a space that I'm able to emotionally see, I'll, I'll test it out. And, and I'll test it out and, 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 and see how it works for me. But it's going to take some steps because, again... I'm not allowing people in my space like that. I'm not allowing people in my heart. I'm not allowing people in my mind. That's just who I am. It's not a defensive thing. It's a, all right, I see who you're trying to be to me, and that's not what I'm on right now. So I got to let you, I got to let you do whatever you're going to do. I got to get you away from me. Like, it's, it's a journey. Everything, it's a, it's a journey. It's very rare that the things that you are attempting work the first time. That's why I always say keep going, keep pressing, keep moving. Because it's very rare that the things that you are attempting work the first time. And if you get discouraged easily, like your journey is going to be so hard. It's going to be so hard if you get discouraged easily. For me, I'm resilient. I fought through health issues. I fought through through. Uh, bad relationships. I fought through, you know, um, my youngest son like not liking me for years, and and trying to trying to figure him out how how that's gonna be. Um, you know, my kids growing and becoming a single parent and losing my daughter. It's like you fight through this stuff constantly, and if you're easily discouraged, like it's certain things that would have broke you. But I say, as long as you're getting up every day.
It's your day to fight. It's your day to fight. You got to fight to get to a place of peace. I know that sounds crazy, but unfortunately, that's how life is these days. You got to fight for your peace. You got to be able to get up. You got to be able to take hits, but you got to always be able to get up. You have to. Like, this is the most that I've been tested. This is the most that I've been tested, I, I feel like, in my adult life from my daughter dying in December, coronavirus coming, school shut down, hours being cut, trying to, you know, do my business, uh, uh, my apparel store, trying to sell the books, releasing the poetry albums, trying to work on a new, like, uh, uh, like it's just... Thing after thing after thing, you know, Brianna dying, Greg dying, uh, uh, my man, my, my, my man that would die jogging. Like, it's just so much. And it's just year after year after month after month. And it's like my baby died, Kobe died, Brianna died, uh, uh, George Floyd died, um, I can't that I can't think of, it's like it's just so much. It's just so much compounded, you know, um it's, I don't even know what else to say. It's just it's it's so much, but I got a chance to wake up today. So I fought today. I fought emotions today. I fought today. That's 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 what it is. I woke up. I have a chance to fight. I had to fight against anxiety. I have to fight this depression not to let it settle. I have to keep myself busy and moving and going so that I, this stuff doesn't settle in my mind. This negativity doesn't sit on me because I'm not defensive. I'm not. It, it, I'm going to remove it. So my goal is to fight, fight, fight until those things don't exist. Right. So that's why for me, I'm not arguing with people. I'm not going to be defensive. Yep, you're right. You can, Listen, he stole 25 poodles and, and threw them in the ocean. Yep. Sure. He feeds his kids chicken feed. Oh, okay. The kids get to do what they want to do forever. Okay. Not gonna be defensive, cause I know I know who I am. I'm fighting too much within myself. I'm fighting my own emotions. You know, learning how to move emotionally. I'm fighting my own logic, making sure that it's logic and not arrogance. I'm fighting against anxiety and 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 diminishing the worry of everything. I'm fighting against the depression and feeling like everything is my fault. I'm fighting against too much stuff to allow people in my space. It's too much that I have to fight through to be defending myself from y'all. And I hope I hope my people understand that. I hope it gets to a point to where we as a whole Understand that everybody is going to have something to say about you. They're going to bring up old stuff. They're going to create new stuff. They're going to plan uh, uh, newer stuff for the future that you don't even have nothing. You don't have no knowledge of today. But guarantee in a couple of weeks, something's going to happen to somebody. And they're like, wait, well, I, don't, I wasn't even there. So it's important that you learn how to want peace over 
being right. I learned in losing my daughter that my most valuable things are time and my peace. And I'm going to use my time wisely to learn how to make it to the next day and how to have longevity on earth in general, not in creativity, but in life and my peace. I'm going to fight for my peace at all costs. And for me, fighting for my peace is removing things that are trying to take me down, removing things that are purposely put in front of me as a test of will, a test of strength. I have to prove nothing to anybody. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. As long as at the end of my legacy, when my kids tell the story, they know their daddy was a fighter. They know that their daddy didn't give up. They know that he fought through everything he could fight through to get to a place of peace. And that he just, he, he chose being peaceful over being correct. Ten times out of ten. That's all that matters to me. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I could be reached for comment or questions or just to chat in the DMs at on IG at Poetic Properties Podcast, on Twitter, Poetic Properties. I love you guys and I thank you all for tuning in. You guys have a good week. And just understand it's complex. I met this guy the other day, and he cried out, please listen to my struggle. He said he was puzzled because for so long his words had been muzzled. I could tell by his face his heart was becoming frigid and cold, and the pressure that was building was killing his soul. So I said, I'll listen, and he just let it all go. He said his heart hurt from the harshness of pillar to posting. And though he's on solid ground, he felt as if he was in the middle of oceans. I tried to respond and he said, please don't talk. I asked you to listen. Then I thought he was upset because he started looking pissed. Then he broke out in tears and said for years he wanted to speak, confiding in me, telling me how he couldn't sleep, dwelling on past issues. I tried to hand him a tissue and he refused. It said he was going to lose it if I didn't just stand there and listen. He said his children were murdered by their mother rephrased that they were aborted and he felt shorted because he wasn't there to protect them. That's why he's selfish and in his mind is just him. He said he had concrete illusions about how he couldn't protect his mother and he blamed his brothers because they were much bigger than he was. And he blamed his dad because everybody blamed him for looking just like him. So everything he did was just like him. The way he walked and talked was just like him. His temper and attitude was just like him. And he said all he wanted was for somebody to see him for just being him. Since no one did, he just pushed folks back. He ran four six flat on a journey to nowhere in a hurry. He said his vision was blurry and it was hard for him to see. But upon return of his sight, he ran into me. He said that I looked like someone he knew. Then he said it is. It's really you. Now I'm confused, like, who? And he says, you. And I'm like, uh, who? He says, think hard and you'll see the truth. And I'm thinking hard, like, this is the first time I met you. 
His tears pour harder. And the sincerity he allows himself to show to a stranger troubles me. Because in my mind, I've never met him. But my eyes envision the stories he is telling me. So I ask him to calm down and I begin to sit and it hits. I'm letting him drive me crazy trying to figure him out. And I get upset and I yell, tell me how you know me. And he cries harder and he just starts spitting it out. Someone comes near and he just yells, get out. And now I'm nervous like what's going to happen? My skin feels dry like there's something around me cracking. And as we stand there crying, I feel his pulse getting nearer. And my son tugs at my leg and says, Daddy, why are you crying? Why are you talking to the mirror? Then I realize this is my inner child breaking free. And the face that I'm faced to defeat is the only face that I see and it's me. So I stand there in awe, face to face with me. I speak, I see myself. I see what I need to be myself. I will not shed another tear and let this wall talk for me. I will speak myself. I'll walk in my own path and not follow nobody unless it's me, myself. And this is conversations with I, me, myself. Now I'm going to let you look through the eyes what I see with myself. I got a chip on my shoulder because I feel like the world's against me. I walk how I walk because this is my swagger. It's just in me. I talk how I talk because I'm surrounded by people who understand my speech, but best believe nine to five, I separate business from the streets. I'm so quiet because I listen, trying to get fat off thoughts. So I beg for attention when I speak because I'm trying to pass on to you the knowledge I caught. I get so angry because my persona places me in a negative stereotype. But for the record, loud, handsome, intelligent, and talented is my stereotype. I walk with my head down because in my mind, I'm on cloud nine in the sky. I want to thank you for tuning in to conversations with me, myself, and I.